The following program is a presentation of Grand Slam Ministries. Hi again, everybody. Welcome to episode 35 of the cleverly titled Dan Scott Show. As I have told you before, I named it that so I wouldn't forget the name. We are presented, as always, by Grand Slam Ministries. I hope and pray that you have had a great week and will have an even better week moving forward. And here in this Sunday pause, we want to do what we can to help provide perhaps a little bit of inspiration. We've got a wonderful story for you today. We, we've tried to, over the course of of doing this show, to bring you inspirational stories of God working in people's lives. This is the first one we've done that involves a potential tragedy happening to a young person and what God has done in that young person's life. We'll tell you about Isaiah Custodio coming up in just a bit. But it's good to be back with you. As I said, this is episode 35 of the show. We are uh, in the second half of our first year, still just in the infancy of what we are doing here. I do want to tell you to stay tuned uh, for the final segment of the show after our interview with Isaiah because uh, there's uh, been a, a bit of a development that has happened with the uh, the radio show that I need to share with you to to get in front of you so you can pray about it. Uh, on one hand, it, it's it's going to sound like something potentially terrible for the show, but on the other hand, I think it's going to end up being just an opportunity for God to show out. So we'll we'll talk about that at the end of the program. But I want to get into this interview with Isaiah Custodio when we come back. So let's hear something about Grand Slam Ministries, and then we'll do just that, get into the interview right after this. Every day there are children who leave school on Friday and eat little, and sometimes nothing, until they come back to school on Monday. It happens in every community, including yours. Many of these children live in circumstances that deprive them of basic needs necessary for a quality life. At Grand Slam Ministries, we want to change that. We want to invest in our children, giving them hope for the future. That investment includes necessities such as food, clothing, school supplies, and a safe environment to play, to study, to live. Please visit our website, grandslamministries.org to find out more about our ministry and how you can help. We're just getting started. Will you come alongside us for the children's sake? Again, that's grandslamministries.org. Like what you hear? Have a question or comment? Maybe a guest suggestion? Drop us an email and let us know. dan at danscottshow.org And now, back to the Dan Scott Show. Presented by Grand Slam Ministries. Episode 35 of the Dan Scott Show continues. Thank you 
again for joining us. Just ask you to share the program. If you like what you hear, if you don't like it, let us know. We want to hear from you regardless, dan at danscottshow.org, or you can interact with us uh, through our social media. You can just go to the website, danscottshow.org, and, and there's a contact form there. It comes directly to me, and I will answer every single one of them, I promise you. But uh, tell people about the show, like it, share it, and uh, help us continue to grow this thing. Thank you for listening on each of our 13 affiliates. And I want to give a special shout-out to my buddy Trevor Beard, who has two Internet affiliates who carry our program in the state of Oregon because he is beginning yet another year uh, in the world of sports broadcasting. And I know what that's like because I am beginning my 20th season as an NCAA Division I broadcaster, my 13th year as the voice of the Furman Paladins. In fact, we just opened our uh, 2023 college football season on Thursday night. But we always joke in radio that our mantra is, where else can you have this much fun for no money? So, uh, Trevor, uh, I feel you, brother, but I I admire what you're doing out there, and and I pray that you and the folks at Banks have another fantastic season. All right, let's uh, let's get rolling. Uh, Isaiah Custodio is uh, a remarkable young man. He's a senior at Anderson University in Anderson, South Carolina. And by all accounts, he's just your normal, everyday guy. You look at him, and he's got a couple of minor physical limitations. How those physical limitations came about, though, is part of the story. And what God has done in this young man's life since the incident is something that is just going to to blow your mind. I'm jealous of the guy because when you hear him, as I said, I, I'm, I'm 20 years as an NCAA broadcaster, almost 40 years in the industry. Wait until you hear his voice. 21 years old, and he's got this deep, baritone broadcasting voice. It is unbelievable. But here is my interview with Isaiah Custodio, and we started talking about, as we normally do, where he is and what he's doing right now. So right now I'm a peer mentor for diversity and inclusion freshmen, um, basically just to help them out as they go through their freshman year, um, how to succeed um, greatly. And I'm also a PRSSA member. I'm part of the member committee. Um, so I help out whatever they need, um, finding sponsors or coming up with new ideas. So. so what is that committee? Tell me a little more about it. So the committee is um, basically an organization for the students to show them, you know, connect them with different networks, um, have speakers, guest speakers, and uh, show them what they do. And if they want to follow up with that, you know, to maybe give them an internship or different things like that. So. And you are a digital media major, is that correct? Yes, yes. And your your ambition, as I like to say, when you grow up, when you graduate uh, here in the next year, is to be what? I plan on doing um, becoming a sports reporter, um, but really, like I, I'll, I'm going to wait and see what happens. Um, I'll be applying for jobs in December, 
So I'm very excited and kind of nervous for that. So, so what's your dream job? My dream job would definitely be either I, I want to work on sports for about like 10 years and then switch over to news after I had gotten, I've had, you know, great experience and hopefully I go to the NBC news. Um, yeah. Or the today show. Um, yeah, my, 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 one of my favorite, um, anchors is Craig Melvin. He, he started in, um, Columbia and went to Wofford. Um, and he started, you know, as a producer and worked his way up. So I want to do something like that. So yeah. And host Dateline now, right? Yes. Uh, yes. Among other things on NBC. So, so you've got some lofty, some lofty goals. Yes, I do. <laughs> but but that, really do. That, that's a good thing, though, right? Yeah, it is. And as I was telling you earlier, you definitely have the voice for broadcasting. So, I mean, you, you've got at least half the battle already won. You can have all the talent in the world, and if you can't speak, then broadcasting's not for you. You've got the speaking down. Now it's a matter of, of just gaining the other experience. I'm actually kind of jealous of your voice, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! That, that, that deep baritone voice you've got rolling there. <laughs> Thank you so much. This this means a lot to me, really. And, and how and how old are you? I'm uh, 21. 21 years old. Yeah, I hate you even more now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to I, I want to thank our, our mutual friend Ed Welch, uh, who who works in um, uh, marketing and PR at Anderson University for for turning me on to your story because uh, you are sitting here and we're laughing and talking and joking only because of, of the grace of God. And, and, and Ed did a nice article uh, for uh, Anderson's website on you uh, a, a few months back and, and was kind enough to share that with me and, and, and tell me a bit about your story. And, and I thought, well, this is what we do on this radio show. We tell stories of God working in people's lives. So, so let's, let's start backtracking now. Where, where are you from? Where did you grow up? Um, I was born in Akron, Ohio. I grew up in Greenville, South Carolina, um, when I was two. Um, and I grew up there. Um, my dad, you know, he tried me to play all kinds of sports, uh, t-ball, soccer, basketball, football. We did them all. So which one was your favorite? Yeah. Oh, definitely football. Um, you know, at first I really didn't actually like it. Um, oh, well, I started playing flag football and I loved it, of course. And then I got to rec football and the first day of practice, we, we were hitting and this big dude hit me, um, and held my, my, on my head pads. And I, I just cried, you know, after practice. And I said, mom, I don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) And she was like, I say, look at me, you're going to do this. So I, you know, I pushed through and, um, I think it was like the third, was it the third game? Um, I became a starter. Um, so it was a really good experience. Yeah. I, I really loved it. Um, it really was a passion for me. So we're talking, watching different play. Yeah. so. So we're talking about how old when you first put the pads on. Yeah. I was, I think, I was nine. I was nine years old. So you you got over that fear pretty quickly, it seems like. Yes, I did. All because of my mom, so. (laughs) Isn't it funny how that works? I mean, moms can be, shall we say, motivational in a lot of different ways, can't they? 
Yeah. Yeah. T- tell me, tell me the role that she plays in, in your life now, but even more so when you were growing up, because I know she's, she's a big part of this story that we're going to get into. Yeah. My mom, man, my mom is a lot. Um, she's my coach. You know, my dad was there as a coach, but my mom was really the one that was pushing me. Um, if, to do things that, you know, I didn't want to do sometimes, even through physical therapy, she had me do things, um, when I didn't like it, um, she said, we're going to get through it. So yeah, really like my partner in crime. So. Did you grow up, uh, in a Christian home? I did. Um, yeah, I, I did. Uh, I went to church. Every Sunday, um, every Wednesday, I went to church on Tuesday to help out with Dunches of Love. Um, I went to Miracle Hill to talk to people um, for dinner and different things. So I was very active. Um, I got baptized when I was nine as well. Um, so so you, you had a faith foundation. I did, yes. And, and little did you know that in, in just less than a handful of years after coming to Christ and being baptized and all that, that that faith was going to be tested severely. Right. Yeah. And I, during that time, like I, I really was, I felt God connected with me, um, and everything. And, you know, and I think seven or eight months later, um, my, my grandmother had died because of cancer and I really, I asked the guy that question, like, why, why did she go? And I heard nothing. And I think I drifted away. Um, then, um, you know, when I just like didn't care about anything, um, I really wasn't, you know, motivated or worried about anything. So that's kind of a lot to put on yourself as a nine or 10 year old though. Yeah. I mean, looking back on it now, can you see that? Um, yeah, I I don't think I should have done that to myself. Um, yeah, you're not the only one who's ever done it. It, It's human nature, but I'm, I'm just sitting with, with the, with the advantage of hindsight being looked back. I mean, you know, my, my grandfather died when I was 11 year old. He was 11 years old. He was the first grandparent I lost and was the one that even, even I had the shortest time with him. I still feel like he's the closest of the grandparents that I had. Um, but I don't think I ever questioned God about, at least I don't remember doing that. That's, that's a lot of stuff to, to put on yourself as a, as a nine year old. So you say you drifted. When when did, when, when did you stop drifting? When did you come back? Um, when I had my brain aneurysm, really, um, when, you know, I'm in the hospital I'm, and I'm alive um, still when I was supposed to be dead. I, I think that's really when I um, went back and my mom as well. She brought me back. Um, so, cause she said, Isaiah, you have a story to tell. So, well, let's, let's, let's talk about that. Let's, let's get into the, to the meat of your story. Um, you're 13 years old, right? And you've already, yes. you've already talked about your love for football and, and you're at football practice one day. Just a norm, mm-hmm. just a normal run of the mill day, a normal run of the mill football practice that you'd done hundreds of times already as a young yeah. man. Tell me about that day. 
Yeah, September 8th, 2015 um, was a day. It was, we were not going to hit out, hit um, during practice. Um, my mom drove me to practice, um, dropped me off. We weren't hitting or anything because it was a day before our first game. Um, so we were just practicing our scrimmage um, and our plays and different things. And I suddenly got a headache. Um, I tried to shake it off. Um, it started to get worse. So I asked the coach if I could get some water, thinking that would make it better. Um, so I jogged to the fence. And as soon as I got to the fence, I fell over, um, threw up twice, um, was screaming, didn't know what was wrong with me. Um, the, the trainer called my mom and told her that um, I could go home because I'm not feeling well. And my mom came. Um, as for, at first, she thought I was being dramatic because I've done plays before. Um, but as soon as I got up, um, she knew it was serious because I couldn't really walk. Um, and I was still crying and not knowing what was happening. Um, so she took me to the hospital and I blacked out there. So had you had any trouble with headaches or anything like this previously? No, um, never. So it had been the first time. So, so you get to the hospital um, and, and as we look back on this now, it, it's fortunate that your mother decided to take you to the hospital. You say you blacked out, so I'm sure there's a gap of things you don't remember. What, yeah. what, um, what my did mom people... did inform me like what happened yeah, after. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to ask you. What did she <laughs> tell you happened? Yeah, so after I blacked out, I was in the hospital, and... Um, And so the nurses were looking at me. They were saying that I was fine. Um, but my mom, she looked at my eye and my eye was not responding or anything, not even moving. Um, so she called the doctor over and the doctor did a CAT scan and he came back and said it was serious. I, I had a, had an AVM rupture. Um, then blood was going over, um, everywhere in my brain. And, um, so then like they had to take me to, I think I was at the Bon Secours. She told me I was at the Bon Secours and they needed to take me to the Greenville um, Hospital, um, Greenville Prisma Hospital. And um, they said they were going to take a, a um, helicopter, but the helicopter couldn't come. So they, they had to take an, an ambulance. Um, so they drove me over there. Um, by then my mom had called almost everyone in the church and, um, saying Isaiah is not doing well. Um, yeah. So everyone in the church came, the pastor, um, the youth group, the youth group pastor, and, um, they were all praying. Um, so preparing for surgery and, before the surgery started, um, my mom asked the doctor if he prayed and he nodded and said, yes, I pray. And him, the nurses, my mom and dad all prayed together. And afterwards, my mom said that she felt peace and knew that I was going to be okay. My dad was still worried, but um, she knew I was going to be okay. 
and um, I got, I think it was a three hour or four hour surgery and I was stable. Um, the doctor did say that I could not remember my parents, um, not be able to speak. Um, so I might have to start over, start, start all over. Um, so, yeah. And, 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 and you don't remember you any don't remember. of this. I don't remember anything. Um, I woke up, I think I woke up a week after um, in the ICU. The first thing that I remember is someone giving me um, dark chocolate. Was that medically prescribed? <laughs> I don't think so. Because <laughs> if it is, that's the kind of hospital I want to go to if anything ever happens to me, right? Isaiah yeah. Custodio uh, is our guest on, on this week's show. Um, so you woke up a week after. Did you know what was going on? Could you recognize your parents? Could you speak? I, I could recognize my parents. Um, I could not. So it, it was kind of weird. I thought that I was speaking words, but I was really only, only saying when, the word when. That was all I could say at that time. And when I wanted something, um, they couldn't understand me, what I was saying. Um, so, and I tried to get out of bed also. And because I didn't know that I couldn't walk. Um, so. So, yeah. So let, let's talk about this, this, this rupture of, of many blood vessels in your brain. Ultimately, besides the brain bleed, what effect did it have on you? Yeah. So I lost um, everything, control of everything on my right side. Um, my eyebrows, my, my eye, um, I cannot see to the right of my right eye. Um, my smile is still crooked. Um, my hand, I can't like really move it the same way I want to. I can't write with the right hand. I had to learn how to write with my left hand. Um, I now I started, um, cause I couldn't walk before I started in a wheelchair and then a wheel, a walker. And then now a brace that I wear and then a small brace that I wear um, sometimes also. Um, so you're still dealing, yeah. so you're still dealing eight years later with, with, yeah. with the physical effects yes. of, of this. What has, you know, Paul described in, in one of his epistles, the, you know, very famous thorn in the flesh. And he asked God to remove it three times, and God said, no, my grace is sufficient for you. Yeah. Has this become your thorn in the flesh, and have you experienced God's grace even with the physical limitations? Yes, um, really, yeah. Um, How so? Can you can you share some examples or share something with us? Um, man. Not to put you on the spot, because I I, <laughs> I, I I can tell this is still you know eight years later it's still emotional yeah. for you to talk about, but you know I'm sitting here I I have the advantage of Zoom you and I are doing this via Zoom our, our radio listeners can't see you I I can see the emotion but yet when you talked about the crooked smile I really can't see it you know I I I, I see I see a smile I, I see from what I see and if you hadn't told me about physical limitations i couldn't have seen anything on the screen i see the scar mm -hmm. and, and 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 that's that's basically it so so how have 
how have you been able to adjust to the limitations? Yeah, I've, um, well, I tried to use my left side really. Um, yeah, uh, I can't like really do the same things that I used to, uh, obviously, like you said before, but, um, I do try to use my right hand. Um, sometimes I move my right foot. Um, and it's a challenge sometimes. Um, I don't like to ask for help all the time. Um, cause I want to do something by myself. I want to accomplish things. Um, and yeah, those, some of my limitations are climbing, um, going up the, um, climbing gym. I went to block Haven. Um, if you know about that and it was a struggle climbing up, um, and different things that I can't, I can't do today. Um, but I'm still going to try it anyway. So, well, and and just the fact that you want to continue to try says a lot about you. There are limitations there, but have you found the blessings in the eight years since this? Yeah. What 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 are some of those? I'm like really thankful that I'm still alive. Um, I, I do. I I don't. You know, honestly, I don't think about being dead. Um, I just think about being alive. Um, last year, uh, my sophomore year when I was an alpha leader, um, I wrote a a poem to them saying, thank you, Lord, for waking me up this morning. Thank you, Lord, for getting me out of bed. Thank you, Lord, for getting me to class. Um, just being thankful of things that the Lord has given you that you don't usually think of. of um, so. I, I, I think there are a lot of people out there who, who have had similar things happen to them, different but similar circumstances. And, and I've talked to a few of them, and, and what you just said seems to be a common theme that maybe the – I won't say the biggest blessing, but one of the biggest blessings that has come out of whatever the situation was is a greater appreciation for the little things because mm -hmm. we, we get caught up and I'm sure as you get older, you're, you're 21, you're a senior in college and you've mm -hmm. got, you've got your career ahead of you. You'll, you'll get caught up in the madness and the day-to-day -day rush of things, but it's a, it's a unique ability and an incredible blessing to be able to actually thank God for just what you said. I mean, my Sunday school teacher says it all the time. He, the, the miracle of going to sleep at night and waking up the next day, you know, how does that happen? It's, it's those little things that we tend to overlook and I get the sense that you don't overlook them anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So what, um, What's been the biggest challenge for you? Biggest challenge? Mm. Um, I would definitely have to say um, not getting, you know, control of my hand back. Um, it's it's really been a challenge because um, I've, I've tried to get it back, you know, for almost eight years now um, through occupational therapy and physical therapy and 
you know, it's just not there because I really did expect my hand to be ready in two years and I could go back to football, but you know, it's obviously it hasn't happened yet. Um, so I, you know, I always look to see like, Hey God, what, what, what do you have for me? What do you have for me to do? Um, so, and you know, I don't know if I'll ever fully heal, but, um, really it's like, it's not really about me, you know, being fully healed or anything. It's really about looking at God and being thankful for what he's done for me. Well, so, and, cause and, that's all that matters. And, and, and that's what I was leading to because at the end of the day, physical limitations or not, you've got a powerful testimony. And, yeah. and, and I, I get the idea that it's one that you enjoy sharing. Yes. So did, did, does that come natural or did, did you have to be coaxed into telling your story? Um, yeah, I, I definitely, my freshman year of high school, like I was very scared of, you know, telling other people my story and being afraid that they don't like me. Um, but really it's, it's not like, don't look at me with a story. I just have a story and I just, you know, tell people that all the time. Um, it's that I want to connect with you and tell me your story and what you've gone through and then I'll tell you mine. And so I, I basically like talk to people like that sometimes. So, you know, and that's, that's actually a brilliant move because I'm sure there are some people who might be uncomfortable in, in, in approaching you. And so if you open the door and say, Hey, tell me about you first. Yeah. And, and it kind of takes their guard down and, and they get comfortable talking with you. And, um, it's another, another ability. It seems that the Lord has, has given you. We're visiting with, uh, Isaiah Custodio, senior at Anderson university, talking about, um, the, uh, uh, rupture of, of blood vessels in the brain. He went through at age 13 and, and what it's done to him physically but how God has brought him through that and, and turned it into a uh, a testimony now moving on with his life he he has no aspiration to make any money in life he wants to become a broadcaster but we'll uh, we'll excuse him for that we always have this we always have this little joke Isaiah about the radio business where else can you have this much fun for no money so tell me tell me about um, tell me about your your mom and and the book when God changed his mind, she wrote a book about this. Yes. Um, she wrote a book last year in February, um, about, you know, it's called, um, when God changed his mind. And I think that's a brilliant name of the book. Um, cause she did ask God, like, why Isaiah? And can you change his, can you change your mind? Really? Um, so it's about, you know, testimony, testimony, my testimony and um, challenges that people can overcome. And yeah, so my mom, man, my mom is something. My mom's amazing. Um, In in, in the story that Ed Welch did for Anderson's website, your mother was quoted as saying this, quote, he was always a wonderful, joyful kid growing up, and he's always been just a very tender-hearted human. And I'm very grateful that did not change. In fact, he probably is more joyful and more tender now than before, which is not typical of people with brain injuries. 
She went on to say they very often go through big personality changes where they're angry and frustrated and suffer with depression. That was your mother's quote from that article. Did you go through any depression? I mean, did you lay there at some juncture and say, God, why me? I didn't. Um, yeah, I, I, I never did. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it just, it's just not something that to have in me. Um, yeah, to always be positive and to be thankful. So yeah, so, thankful so, for what God has done really. Um, cause it could have gone in a, you know, completely different. Um, so that's what I was going to say at, at the end of the day, you're sitting here talking with me and there are, I'm sure many people who've gone through what you did, who don't have this opportunity. You, you were given, call it a second chance, call it just a continuation of God's plan for your life that you had no idea what that plan was. However you want to couch it, he's given you the opportunity to, to sit here and not only talk to me, but talk to other people and, and share that joy. That's, that's a unique gift. I mean, to have it anyway in today's age is a unique gift to have it and maybe have more of it after going through what you went through uh, is just an incredible blessing. Yeah, it is. So what do you hope people take away from, from your story? Um, really the story, my story is supposed to be a, about hope. Um, I know that, you know, college students, especially they go through depression and anxiety. Um, and I think they forget that, you know, God is there with them and just to, rem to remind them that God is always there with you, no matter what you go through. So. Well, I think that is a, a great place to to get into wrap-up mode because that, that's something that all of us, whether we're college students or, or whether we are in the back half of our careers, whether we have gone through something traumatic like you have or whether we've never gone through anything like that, the bottom line is that that God is with us and and that we have that friend that sticks closer than a brother in Jesus Christ. And if... If we could step back when the when the heat is on, when it feels like the world is is swirling all around us, and remember that, um, I think all of our lives will be a, a little easier. And for you to have that perspective, and maybe even more so after what happened, you were thirteen, is an absolute blessing from the Lord. And 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 I hope that you never take that for granted. Yeah, I will. Trust me. <laughs> Thank you for your time today. Thank you for having me, of course. Yeah. I'm honored to be on on your um to be your guest. So, thank you so much. A powerful story and a young man with a passion to tell it and a passion to help others. Isaiah Custodio, again, thank you so much for the time that you gave us last week. All right, let's take a break, and we'll come back and continue with this week's edition, episode 35 of the Dan Scott Show, in just a moment. 
Is there someone in your life who's been a spiritual mentor, an influence so great that you'd love to find a way to honor them? For a gift of $200 or more to Grand Slam Ministries, you can dedicate a segment of The Dan Scott Show to that special person. Honor someone who's currently in your life or remember the legacy of a loved one who's passed. Make your gift online at GrandSlamMinistries.org and we'll send you an information form which will allow you to tell us all about this special person, how and why they were a spiritual influence, their favorite Bible verse, and anything else you want to share. In doing so, you'll be covering our costs for one week's production, helping ensure the Dan Scott Show stays on the air and continues to share stories of loved ones like yours. And you'll get your own copy of the program in which your loved one's story airs, either by MP3 or CD. Won't you help the legacy of your spiritual mentor reach others with your gift of $200 or more today? Do so online at GrandSlamMinistries.org. That's GrandSlamMinistries.org. Teenage boys and young men today are in crisis. Statistics show that a home without a father or male role model present is the single biggest indicator of poverty, behavior issues, drug and alcohol abuse, criminal activity, and yes, imprisonment. At Grand Slam Ministries, one of our core missions is developing a mentorship program to teach boys how to become strong Christian men and then teach those men to be the biblical husbands, fathers, and church and community leaders the Bible calls us to be. We need your prayers, we need your ideas, and we need your support. Visit our website, GrandSlamMinistries.org, to find out more about our mentorship mission and prayerfully consider how you may be able to assist us. Again, that website is GrandSlamMinistries.org. back with a bit of an extended final segment this week. Thanks again to Isaiah Custodio for his time, the senior at Anderson University in Anderson, South Carolina. Just a remarkable story. I'm telling you, God keeps bringing these stories to us. Have you noticed that? The the miracles that he's doing in people's lives, and, and we, we are doing our best to be faithful to try and tell these stories, stories, as I say, that you're not hearing in the mainstream media for the most part. Oh, they'll give you the occasional good news story every once in a while, but it's never told from the God perspective. It's never told about how Jesus has radically changed someone's life, and that's what we are doing here on this show and uh, I have just been blown away by God's faithfulness and continuing to bring people to us for this show week after week. And I'm going to tell you, I don't want to mention any names right now because I don't have them officially locked down, but they have told me that they will do the show. We just got to get the dates and times worked out. There's a couple that are coming up that are going to absolutely blow you away. And God just keeps bringing these people to us, and I can't be more thankful and more humbled by 
by his faithfulness and, and just just pray that I'll continue to have that attitude and pray that he will continue to bring these people because ultimately folks I, I'm just I'm the conduit through which he's working on this thing this really has nothing to do with me this is God using me and he could use anybody that this is just a case where he's using me to get his word out and and, and get out the the miracle that he has done in the lives of so many of these people whom we've talked to in in, in previous weeks on this show so just pray that that I remain faithful pray that uh, in in doing so he'll continue to bring these guests to us and, and we can can share with the world the the fact that God is still working in the lives of men and women today. I mentioned at the beginning of the show that I wanted you to, to stay tuned here to this final segment because I needed to talk with you about something that on the surface is, is not going to sound like good news, but strangely I'm at peace with it because I, I truly believe it's going to be an opportunity for for the Lord to to really show out. As you know, if you have been with us from the beginning, and for those of you who haven't, here's a little history lesson of this show. When God started working on me about doing the radio show as part of the nonprofit, I, I dragged my feet for a long time because I did not want to repeat past mistakes. And when I got final confirmation that, yeah, this is what he wanted me to do, made the determination that I was not going to put the radio show on the air until we could prepay the first year on a show or on a radio station in our home area where I live here in the upstate of South Carolina to make sure that it had time to grow and gain footing and was financially stable and would not put Grand Slam Ministries in any kind of dire financial straits. Well, through the the grace of God, we were able to raise the money to do that, and through the uh, just the the wonderful relationship that I have with Craig DeBolt and, and the folks at WGTK ninety four point five FM, the Answer, we were able to put together a deal, and and they gave me a a very very nice deal to get it done. We prepaid the first year beginning on January the 8th of this year and running all the way through the end of the year to give this show that financial footing. And since then, God has added 12 more affiliates to us for free. And, and that's, that's how he works. We stepped out in faith, and he said, okay, I'm going to take that faith of a mustard seed, and I'm going to show you what I can do with that. Jesus talked about the faith of a mustard seed, didn't he? And we've seen it in, in the life of this show. Stepped out in faith, and he's added 12 other affiliates who we're so incredibly grateful and thankful for. So we are on solid financial footing, heading down the stretch. Well, the radio industry, as most of you know, and especially those of you at all of our affiliates know, is volatile to say the least. And last week, I got a telephone call from Craig DeBolt 
at WGTK, who was obviously distraught. It was a phone call that he did not want to make, but it was a phone call informing me that WGTK, which is part of, of Salem Broadcasting, uh, and, and one of their other entities here in the upstate, has been sold. And because of that, the new owners who will be playing Christian music, which is nice, but they do everything via satellite, no local programming, uh, will not be carrying over my show or any other shows. And therefore, the last program that we have on what I call our flagship station, the 100,000-watt FM that booms into four states, will be October the 22nd. So as of today, counting this show, this is the the first of the final eight programs that will air on 94.5 WGTK. So it puts us in a bind is not the right word because we do have other affiliates in the upstate of South Carolina. Uh, we have uh, WZLA. Uh, which was with us in week one. My buddy Benji Greason down in Abbeville ha has just been uh, an incredible friend, continues to be. And by the way, they play a little football in Abbeville, South Carolina, by the way. Uh, but it's on uh, noon to 1 p.m. there. Uh, Spartanburg Sports Radio, 98.3 FM, 1400 AM on Sundays from 9 to 10 a.m. My buddy Tyler Sugart has uh, things rolling there for us. And uh, Jazzy Jeff Bright and Sonny uh, 107.9 FM in Salem uh, from 11 a.m. until noon in the state of Georgia. It's on Montezuma, Georgia's WMNZ 1050 a.m. from noon until 1. And then our newest over-the-air affiliate, WXSM uh, AM 640, the Sports Monster in Johnson City, Kingsport, and Bristol, Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. And then we have our internet-only affiliates, Cornerstone Christian Radio in Los Angeles, Sunday mornings, 8.30 a.m. Pacific Time, uh, Lake Kiwi Radio here in South Carolina, Sundays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time, Paisley Radio in Paisley, Scotland, 8 p.m. UK time on Sundays. Kau Radio out in Hawaii, noon Hawaii time, 6 p.m. Eastern on Sundays. Westside Mobile Media, I mentioned Trevor Beard earlier. Uh, two stations there, both Sundays at 11 a.m. Pacific time. And uh, OTNT FM in Eveleth, Minnesota, Sunday nights at 8 p.m. All of that information is available on uh, danscottshow.org at the Affiliates and Archives page. So, God has blessed us with a network. I, I, I can't state how, how blessed I am, how blessed we are, to have 12 stations that are going to be remaining even after WGTK goes away following the show of October the 22nd. And 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 this is when when you look at things through God's perspective and and you look at things through hindsight. This was God laying the groundwork 
ahead of time because he knew what was going to happen. I didn't, but he knew what was going to happen, and he has us on solid footing. Now, do we want a larger station here in my home area that kind of blankets the entire upstate of South Carolina and beyond? Absolutely we do, and we're going to continue to work and pursue that. But it's not going to change anything that we are doing. We have a couple of opportunities out there. They are considerably more expensive than what we have been paying to be on WGTK, an expense that I'm not willing to take on right now. There's also an opportunity with Sirius XM Satellite Radio. I may have mentioned that last week. I, I, I can't recall. That's a, a bit more expensive than what we've been paying, but would, in a snap, take the show national over the air via satellite radio. The bottom line, men and women, is this. I have a, I'm not even going to call it a strange piece about this because it, it's just a piece. Uh, God did not bring this thing as far as he has brought it. He did not get the show on the air. He did not start Grand Slam Ministries and provide all of the resources he's provided to this point just to see it wither up and dry up on the vine. He works in ways that we don't know. Do I want the station to be sold and the show to go away on WGTA? Absolutely not. And I'd be lying if if I said that there have not been some moments of stress. But God has a way of sending messages, and he uses different ways of doing that. And, and I was out running some errands earlier this week, and when I'm doing that in the morning, often I'm listening to Family Talk on Sirius XM Channel 131. Sorry, affiliates. But because they've got just an incredible uh, array of, of preaching programs on there, people who I listen to, Alistair Begg and, and Dr. David Jeremiah, Chuck Swindoll and, and Jack Graham, and, and just the, the list goes on and on. Tony Evans, Charles Stanley. I mean, it, it's just an incredible lineup. And during the course of the time I was out, I, I think it overlapped at one juncture or another with three of those different preaching programs. Every single one of them, when I got in the car and got the radio turned on, almost the first thing out of that preacher's mouth was something to the effect of trust God. Be patient. Wait on the Lord. He's got everything under control. And when you hear it once, okay, that's nice. When you hear it twice, you kind of raise an eyebrow. When you hear it three times, and I'm not making this up. This literally happened to the point that I actually turned the radio down while I was driving and prayed and said, okay, God, I get it. I get it. Trust you. Because you have infinite resources, you have all of this under control, you knew this was going to have to set this up, you know what the future holds, and that's the whole key to faith, isn't it? 
we don't know what's going to happen. He does. If we knew what was going to happen, we wouldn't have to have faith. But as I have found out in my stumbling sort of way over the last 11-plus years, that if I'll keep my eyes on him and let him work his plan and his timing, things are going to work out, as Romans 8.28 says, for the good. Everything that works out is not always good in the moment, but he works the circumstances out for our good. And sometimes we, we kind of misunderstand that. At the end of the day, I know that this radio show and Grand Slam Ministries is in his will. He has opened too many doors for me to think otherwise. So my job is to be faithful. My job is to follow his lead, and I am trying my very best to do that. I wanted to bring this before you today so you can pray. Pray for me, again, as I always ask that I don't get ahead of God. Pray that he opens the doors he wants open, and I have the wisdom and the discernment to recognize what door that is and not try to open a door on my own. And then for resources, there are a lot of options out there if the resources come in. And I know they're going to, again, in his timing. But I just wanted to share that with you, get it on your mind so you can be praying about it. And then let's all sit back and let's be amazed at what God does over the next couple of months, okay? Thank you again, as always, for tuning in. We'll be back with you next week on all 13 of our affiliates. I'm Dan Scott. God bless you. So long, everybody.